Welcome to another episode of Extempore, where I bring together the players with the audience to discuss what happened in the previous session of Adlib and D, what were their characters thinking at the time, and any other thoughts our valued listeners might have about the game. If you have any questions concerning last episode, do not hesitate to use Twitch chat to pose them, and I'll get to as many as I can over the course of the session. Now, uh, this one, uh, this episode is going to be slightly different. Uh, we didn't actually manage to get a game on uh, last Friday due to some uh, technical issues, and as such, uh, we were looking for a more broad concepts, D and D concepts for tonight. So, uh, if, if you have any of those. Uh, don't hesitate to throw them up in the chat and we'll um, see what we can do about uh, discussing those. Um, but without further ado, um, I might throw my first um, thoughts over to you, Dagobah. Um, do, you, do you have a broad concept that you, that you want to discuss at the moment? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> you can hear me okay, right? I can, yes. So I was thinking, you know, about what was your favorite campaign that you either ran as a gm or as a player and why was it your favorite oh man um that one i would say is probably uh <laughs> this one i would say which is kind of silly but yeah this this has been my favorite campaign and it's because of the um level of uh interest with uh between uh, players and um the the, the story itself was uh, is I'm finding it quite enjoyable how how you guys are resolving things and then finding out on things. Um, I in in general I'm finding this campaign quite fun. Well, uh, that, that that screws me for my next my follow up because my <laughs> my follow up was who's the main BBEG? Well, you can't um, you can't give that up. That's why I was, <clears throat> I was thinking maybe you had well maybe then as a player. Yeah. Do you have a favorite as a player that you were involved in? Oh, um, I uh, am having difficulty with that. I, um, no, not off the top of my head, head unfortunately. Um, but I guess I could throw it to you if you've if yeah. you've got something in your head. Well, mine, my like my favorite still is <clears throat> I was running a Southlands campaign that's Cobalt Press um, through the Cobalt Press Midgard setting. They. The Midgard setting has kind of a, an extension. They haven't fully developed it a lot. I mean, they do have a setting for the Southlands, which is kind of like basically Africa, but magic instead of, of technology. And what I liked about it was I had a good group of players um, and very much as well, similar to this in, in that they were very much invested in their their characters. And they were i guess when things kind of fell sideways was just when things were getting really interesting where they started seeing the patterns that were starting to connect them to the main plot line and in that case they, they never actually figured out because you know, we just ran out of time and in real life and stuff like that and i had to cut it but um they yeah they the bbeg was basically um in the southlands world there are um an insect race Similar to, I guess, the, I think you call them the Three Keen or whatever. in Three Keen, yeah, yeah. So similar to them. And um, there was a, the, a queen. The insect race for 5e was, um, it's, it's based on Dark Sun. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Yeah, so a very similar for in in, um, in the Southlands campaign. They had a race, an insect, insectoid race. And 
I originally, when I was coming up with it, I thought this was a good way in, in which to unify the players in the sense that they were all refugees from small towns about the setting or whatnot, or, or even a couple of them came across as uh, having popped through a portal from a different plane, i.e. Ferun, or F yeah, Ferun, and <clears throat> arrived in, in this world. And ultimately, all all of them got together because they were refugees and they were living in the refugee camp. And <clears throat> as refugees, they had to figure out, okay, well, enough time, six months had passed. What the hell are we going to do? And so that's how they started working together to become adventurers. And then they started putting together through their through their backstories and whatnot, learning about where and why um, they had been, in some ways, I'm not going to say they were all pivotal characters in order to, to see, see an end, but each one of them through their own experiences uh, was somehow related to the events that were going on that were outside of their control and then they started to seeing that and as they started revealing more of their backstory or even discovering more related to their backstories um, they started seeing that oh my god there's all kinds of patterns here that are tying things together so i was having a lot of fun doing that and how to do it subtly and not you know go overboard so that was that was a lot of fun really well that's good and and they enjoyed um, seeing those patterns when they did emerge. Well, yeah, th those you, yeah, I think as a GM, those are the moments I live for the the aha, the, big the reveal aha moment. moments. Yeah, 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 those are the ones that are, you, you know you just feel like you've really accomplished something. And and the more you can do that, or the more you can, and there was um, I think it's the um, what's that that, that infamous GM. Uh, the angry GM, GM who was talking about every time you have something that you want the players to uh, figure out there's always three clues and for each of those three clues there's three ways to figure out what each of those clues are and then eventually uh, perhaps those things tie together and so I mean it's it's hard to take that to heart it's hard to think of what are the three clues that they might discover I, I, I do a lot of that ad lib myself and ad hoc I just try to remember well, what's my theme here and who's this NPC that they're interacting with and overall are they connected in one fashion or another so it started working out really really well and I, I was really starting enjoying that and I really got like at least two or three really big aha moments and um, well like I said well, that's, that's what tickles the fancy that's awesome and and uh, on uh, to addendum that sometimes um, if the players uh, are missing those clues even though um, you've tried your best to steer them in the yeah. right direction and they're, and they're going down a different path saying oh it's it's the butler for example um, yep. to take a take a turn of phrase um, <laughs> and then you go all right well if, if they're going down there let's let's expand that and actually um, change what the uh, story says it is and um, turn it into yes that is the butler sort of thing yep. and and yep. um and in that way, you actually can uh, make something that the, the players have been focused on uh, much more important than what it is originally. Certainly yeah. in, in this campaign, I've done that to a certain extent as well. Yeah. You, you know, like it, it's, it's a trick, I guess, not to force things down their throat uh, because it can be easy to start doing that and, um, and, and let them give them their agency and yet this i guess this is the bit of there's always encounters there's always always will be encounters and you don't have to have them serially line up must do this encounter to hit this encounter to hit this encounter they're just a whole bunch of encounters and 
they either go here or go there and and then from there you know what can you push uh, or or throw in that hopefully they see and sometimes if they don't see it you're just like ah well not this time i guess maybe the next time something else it. out yeah or or, or yeah. they roll really bad like i'm a pivotal scene where a, i had a player who's you know god okay He's got a, all he needed to do was roll a seven on perception is all I wanted him to notice that he saw someone sitting at this outdoor cafe that he recognized. And uh, he was basically talking to another NPC as they were walking down the street and they were involved in this conversation. So I didn't want to lower that DC uh, because of the way that conversation was going. And then he rolled bad and I gave him advantage at it too. And he rolled bad and I was like, Okay, well, he's not going to see that NPC over there, so he's not going to get that extra clue. And you just you let it go. And then um, you could probably look at that and expand it later where that oh, some course, NPC that course. they missed does something, and, and then, then you see the clue later on. But it's yeah, and, and to me, the world expanded is, on. Yeah, it, the, the world is organic and it keeps on growing. So maybe they don't see them at that moment when they could have got a clue there. And then perhaps with that NPC, clearly something else was going on with them and days pass and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, now they don't, it's not just picking up because now they're back and now they're paying attention. It's, well, what else has happened in that other NPC's life that have affected what they're doing? And I think that was one of my favorite aha moments was when the players were, they had an option. Uh, one player was developing a relationship with a self-proclaimed princess she wasn't a princess she was um just different and uh so he's developing a relationship with her and their associate uh their um police associate was just like i haven't talked to her in a while where the heck is she so they had an option they were to go out and do this investigation for the um there was basically a group of vampires that ran a uh, a district within the city and they tasked them, well, can you guys go do this for us? And, and you know, we'll be in your debt. And so they're like, well, do we do this for the greater whole or for this one person? And they chose that they're going to go and do the, the deal for, for the vampires. And so they went and hired a PI to go and see if they could, the PI could go and find their friend. And to me, there was a consequence to that. And so weeks later, because they thought that they could go and do this vampire thing, like in a day, turn it around. Well, no. It took two days to get to where they needed to go because they had to leave the city and whatnot and two days to get back. So nearly a week had passed by the time they got back and their friend, they eventually found out, was kidnapped. And so then they had to go and find their friend. And, uh, you know, it was great to see them go through that emo those emotions of, oh, geez, did I really make the wrong decision here? We didn't learn what we hoped to learn for the vampires and now our friend is, is kidnapped and... It was great. Yeah, that's that's good. And there's there's no in D and D. The good thing about that is there is no wrong decisions. You just um, no, they're no. they're decisions. And and the the grayer you make things, the the much more in some ways much more interesting outcomes you can get from the players because they yeah. they can't choose which way to go. They just no. choose the way that they feel is no. is the best way. And um, you, <laughs> not not to be a, an evil DM, but you can you can tweak that to yeah. um, use it reactions yeah. that you want. Yeah. Well, or, or when you bring in new players and the old players don't bring the new players up to speed and just take for granted that the new players know everything and they don't. 
And so uh, I had another scene where there was this person in bed uh, and they, the, the new players thought, oh, uh, we're going to catch, catch this one unawares. And so they snuck up to them, smashed them with their, their uh, war hammer, knocking them out of the bunk bed that they were uh, resting in. And then when they fall on the, on the floor, um, I reveal, because I'm using Discord and I use a private channel, and I let the one of the guys know because he rolled good on well, his passive perception was good. And I was just like, oh, by the way, that's that's your friend that's been missing uh, you haven't seen for a while. And he's just like freaks out. <laughs> And then he's revealing to the other character, stop, 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 what you're doing? And it was just fantastic. It was, you know, worked so well. That's awesome. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. And by the way, guys, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to throw them up in the chat and we'll we'll look at them. Um, yeah. And I guess expanding on uh, player agency, that is that is um, something that can catch up uh, new DMs. And I, I certainly would say it catches me up as well. It, balancing the uh, level of player agency with um, the level of prep work you have. Like oh, there's, with no doubt. There's no like, doubt. There's different way. There's no right way to DM, um, but um, there is lots of different ways. Some some DMs go in there with absolutely no prep and and run a, a reactionary style campaign with whatever the players are doing, um, and and having sandboxes and those yeah. sorts of things really help out with that. But yeah, others, and, yeah. Yeah, go, others are sort of focused. Yeah, others are sort of focused on um, well, we need to have this and then this, and then you you're lining up um, encounters three months from now, which I, I, obviously that's an extreme. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, that that sort of thing. Um, there's and there's no right way or wrong way to do it as long yeah. as um, you have your agreement from the players that they're happy for these sorts yeah. of things. Like there's discussions of railroads, and as long as the railroads fun. I I don't have an, an yeah, issue. Some players might just enjoy it because you know yeah. they're um, very much you know just want to get to that end. I I find that uh, the more role playing it is, the more sandboxy people want to compare to railroading. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like I for me, it was always uh, uh, I had prep, and five minutes into the session, my prep was pretty much thrown out the window because of player agency. So to me, my solution really was uh, basically sitting down and be like, okay, the, there is this NPC involved in this session. Well, what are there? What is that NPC's motivations? And that went well. It was the ones where there was no specific goal. So more or less the shopping episodes. And there's, you know, numerous of those ones. And those ones, man, did I ever feel uh, lost and trying to, to, you know, make something out of those episodes. And strangely enough, uh, the players enjoyed those. And I'm just like, oh man, that was stressful as hell. Yeah. If you're, if you're always jumping from one thing to another, not knowing exactly which way the players are going to jump. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. And yeah, sure. you, I mean, that certainly player, player agency can, can get to a point where, um, sometimes you definitely need to move the um, the plot yeah, forward you gotta, for, you for got to, good or for bad. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you, otherwise do you don't something. get anywhere. So yeah. you need to um, pick up on some techniques to to yeah. um, encourage the, the players to pick up on those those things and and move the move the story forward. Whether that's using NPCs yeah. or yeah or yeah. Um, and backgrounds. There's definitely a trick to it. I tend to use. I, I tend to use uh, in-character things quite often in order to progress things. 
or or something that the the player like i had players at one point in time they're like we want to go and check and, and look for these wolves and we're gonna and i was just like good lord they kept pushing and pushing and pushing and they wanted to do that and so i had to figure out well how am i going to prevent this and eventually i was just like uh, i said uh, you know i had the tr the tribe more or less look we don't need you guys to be involved in this 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 is ours and you know it's not honorable if you go and do it this is our honor that we need to resolve so oh man trying to come up with something on the spot to try to keep them from going in that one direction and i mean yes it's definitely railroading but to make it seem like their agency oh that can get stressful yeah I mean, uh, a good recent one in the current campaign is the, the Mammoths, where I was not expecting you guys to engage with that. <laughs> that was probably a bit silly of me thinking, oh, yes, you're throwing that out there. Of course they're going to engage with it. They're yeah. Mammoths, for God's sake. I'm just painting the scene. <laughs> Wait, what? Just, I'm trying to make it as natural as possible. Oh, look, of oh. course they're going to go to that. So that right, should, so, that makes me... So what then would be, say, like a favorite mishap that uh, as a GM that you did that was like oh geez that one spun way out of control what am i going to do oh um okay so well the most recent one certainly the is the mammoths episode but uh another one is when, when i was running one shots um back in the day which weren't streamed um and it with, with one shots um you, you and i was getting people that i uh, didn't know how they played there was this one uh, situation where i had had which I had set out, okay, this is kind of the way the story is going to progress as far as I'm aware. And then the players just decided, no, we're not interested in that. And so they went off in a completely different direction. And I was trying to do, A, give them player agency to see this is what they see, but also, you know, try, so not trying to shut it down straight away, but also trying to provide um, some sort of links to the way I was hoping the story would progress, so it was a it was a diff difficult, difficult juggle um, that uh, you, you sort of let them run where they want to go, and hopefully um, after an hour or so, which is a one shot, you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. After an hour or so of um, going with the trail running cold, they kind of pick yeah. up on that and move on. Yeah. And then, or you hope that they pick up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you railroad like, them a little bit. Yeah. Well, this this is what I was hoping, but you know, you guys went this way, so. Sure, that's that's what happens. Um, you might not find out who who captured the um, the prince, but you know that's that's by the by. You had fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's to me the main thing is, do they have fun? Yeah, I think mine was, and I think I uh, this I spoke to you on Discord about this because I was like, this was when I was just more or less starting out. I had one player, and it still stands out in a big way because I was like, oh my god, what a disaster was. Uh, they were playing a female, so male player playing a female character, and I don't remember why or or what was the context behind their big I'm I'm going to be pregnant, and oh god that was just like you want to be pregnant what, and this I struggled with this and trying to find some sensical way or something to do with this, and uh, I remember sure this. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember the uh dark and devious ways we went down that path oh yeah it was it was uh, well in the in the end decided on they weren't they thought they were pregnant and yeah. i mean they were role-playing that they were pregnant but they really weren't pregnant what i instead what i did was i had them as being the host of a slad 
tadpole exactly. or whatever you That's what it. I remember. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. were incubating a slide, slide right. tadpole. That's right. <laughs> that's completely different to what happened. I, oh, yeah. And so, I, yeah, I, I still, like I said, I can't remember what it was that led to this. And then I was just like, I don't know what to do this. And I was reaching out to GMs that I knew to like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, but it stands out as one where it's just like, oof, that one spun way out of control. And, and, uh, well, that, 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 that player too was a, uh, an interesting player to keep on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me. What, what are your thoughts on someone playing uh, a character sex that is not the same as their own, like a, a male playing a female or vice versa? I don't mind. Uh, it, it really depends on the player. Um, I would rather know the players before I, you know, they, they went and took that. Like if you're in a West Marches, like uh, uh, that we both know of, uh, not much you can do there. But if you know the pe- the players, I would rather they didn't do that unless you knew them well enough that they aren't going to abuse it. Because it could be get into things that you do not want to go, like the whole sexism stuff and, or talking about topics in such a way because, I, I don't know, they're vindictive. Who knows what? Um, got to be careful on that one, I think. Yeah, it, I, is, it is certainly something you, you want to run with, um, with, with a level of uh, caution. Uh, yeah. I, I agree, but yeah. um, like for for me, for example, um, when, whenever I seem to create characters, I kind of alternate. I'll I'll choose one that's a male and a female, and usually I do that because uh, since I DM quite a lot, I want to try and keep you know um, my ability to role play both. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. And, and different people, um, yeah. such that you know, um, if I play characters to that uh, to that style as well, it'll hopefully keep me a bit. Um, uh, fresher at, at yeah. role playing a female character as a DM. Yeah, yeah that's and, the exact same reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. um, and it's it can be um, quite quite a, an interesting take on things too. Yeah. Well, even going beyond that is just, you know, there are so many uh, different ways in which to live nowadays and, and potentially taking on any one of those roles and trying. Um, but yeah, as a GM, you have to be just as much careful uh, or even perhaps even more so than, say, a player might. I mean, I like agency, but again, the, I I still have boundaries. Maybe that's just me being an old fart. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if it's tastefully done, I, I don't have a problem. Yeah. And that's tasteful like... Tasteful being the trick. Yeah, 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 tasteful. And I mean, you could say that about someone playing the, the same, same sex as the, as the person. So, like, um, as long as those things that um you've described in your session zero uh aren't aren't focused on so like if you indicate if you're having those sorts of situations where your character is interested in uh, another character as long as we fade to black to that sort of thing which is you the general uh, take on um those sorts of character interactions then um then that's fine and and as you said the session zero to me is is quite important because you really do want to at least uh, have some for some kind of address to maybe not focused directly on that but at least hey look be aware i mean the don't be a dick thing is is kind of really universal but yeah session zero i think is really important i wouldn't want to do a campaign without it yeah and for for the listeners there if if you don't uh, know what a session zero is session zero is um a 
getting together with the uh, group um, before you actually start the campaign. Um, and it can be, uh, it's to discuss how you want uh, the, the style of the campaign, whether you're after sandbox or more of a story driven campaign, but also it goes through and discusses um, how we deal with uh, certain character interactions and um, the, the ex, ex, uh, exploration of uh, character building in general. So the DM may discuss house rules during that session zero, um, but uh, also how you want, um, like what what is expected with levels of role play and that sort of thing. And it's really it's a really good thing to do before you start a campaign because it, nothing nothing is worse than about three or four episodes into a campaign and you realize wait this this uh, campaign isn't for me and you may still get that even if you do a yes. session zero but it's less likely um so that really helps out yeah so or, or, if, and, yeah yeah i mean it is i think it's really really important too like especially for me when we're doing a lot of online play we where we don't know the players i tend to advertise like I've used the the Fantasy Grounds forums to do advertising where I I'll say this is how I want to weight it in terms of role play versus combat versus um, you know sandbox or railroad or etc. Um, and then reinforce that with whatever uh, the setting and the the rules that we're intending to use in the actual. Okay, now we're talking with uh, potential players who um, are looking to sign up and be those players. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Very, very important. So, just a reminder: um, we didn't have a game last Friday, uh, unfortunately, due to uh, technical issues. And um, this, so we would normally be discussing what happened on Friday, but uh, due to that uh, situation, we are more discussing uh, general D and D concepts. So, if you have any D and D related questions, don't hesitate to uh, throw a comment in chat, and we'll uh, discuss them uh, where we are. I think we've probably got another. Five, 10 minutes of this before we might look at wrapping up um, and the the aim uh, to, uh, for next Friday is we, we should have a game it's depending on the technical uh, difficulties we had last Friday it'll either be a one shot or uh, it'll be the continuation of the campaign so uh, it, there should be a game on but as to whether it's the campaign or not uh, I, I cannot say at this point in time um, anyway uh, back to our discussions I uh, did uh, did you uh, have anything else on, on your mind at the moment, Dagobah, that you want to discuss? Well, I, I was going to tell you that, like, uh, so I, I am a player in another with another GM. Uh, so I, I do the two things per week, yours in the AdLib and D that we stream and in another one. And in the other one, it was an interesting thing because we, we, we went into those areas of, you know, how do you go and how well do you know the other players that you can go into a certain area and we were talking to an NPC and um, the NPC was like, all right, you killed my guards. What are you, what are you going to do for this? Like, what, what are you going to compensate me with? And, you know, as my, my uh, as a player, I was just like, uh, well, our goodwill, you know, you'll have the goodwill of our, our group. <laughs> and they're like, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. So we were, you know, humming and hawing as a, as a group of what we um, uh, should do. And one of the players is this young, you know, 19 year old, um, I think he's humanoid. I think he's human. And he's kind of a little bit of a, a womanizer. And so, and, and, uh, he, at one point he'd met a, an, another NPC earlier on where that NPC was like, look, if we get married, you will have status within the Lords and ladies of this town. And then that might aid you 
and we could use each other beneficially in order to uh, find more power. And he wanted none of that. So I, you know, when we're talking with this other NPC, I was just like, yeah, um, I don't know, maybe you want to have a tussle with our friend here. <laughs> and it went dead quiet. And then everybody just kind of like, oh, that <laughs> it was so funny. And they role played with it and it was just great. I thought it was just a lot of fun. So yeah, you do really need to get a feel for your players before you go into some areas that might be touchy. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's where having uh, some sort of level of communication between sessions really sure. helps out too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I certainly recommend that. Oh yeah, and I, like I'm I'm a big proponent for. Look, if you are going to do something with your character, discuss it with your game master first. Make sure that they're going to be okay to swing with it, and then don't just drop it on all the other players' heads uh, in the next very session. Try to set it up so that the players are, are the other players are seeing that there's a pattern evolving, um, especially if you want an aha moment where they're like, "Oh Lord, you were setting that up now, I get it." And so you know, and again, you know, talk with your game master, make sure that uh, you, you work and plan at something so they, that they're not also caught off guard and then having to deal with fallout. Um, so it's important. Conversation is important, really. Yeah, and and the uh, the opposite is true. If if you're a DM and you want to see uh, something uh, progress uh, from someone's backstory, um, it it can be quite beneficial as long as you're not trying to surprise them, saying, "Look, this is yeah. how I see your uh, your backstory interacting here. Are you happy True. with me going down this way?" True. And um, they you might be surprised with uh, some of the players going uh, either yes or doing a, a yes and so adding yeah. to your thoughts and actually making it richer. Uh, for having that conversation, yeah, which can yeah. really help out the story. Or which, and I'm, well I'm all be, for story. They could be too, that they're like, no, 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 that's that's not how it is. That can't be that way. And so it's important to have that conversation because then you're like, you don't go in a direction that they're like, no, that's not me. That's not my backstory. And then all of a sudden, uh, they're no longer liking their character. Yeah, that's true. You def Yeah, you definitely don't want to have someone um, lo losing interest in their character because of something that you may have uh, accidentally done, yeah. hoping that yeah. it would be interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I think as we all grow, eventually we get to the point where we're like, any kind of challenge in the role-playing arena is, yeah, take it on as a challenge. You know, like putting that emotion in that you typically, maybe you normally wouldn't. Maybe then it becomes something that you want to give it a whirl and see how it works if the other players are cool with it. Yeah, definitely. And um, and you you will find that in, in general, if, if you've got that um, back and forth between DM or GM and uh, and players um, at a very smooth level, um, the the game will benefit from it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and then you get then you start getting a lot more of those aha reveal moments and. Oh man, like I said, live and breathe by those ones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, I think we've probably got about two or three minutes to go. So if there's any other questions uh, or any any questions from the audience, please don't don't hesitate to throw one out. Otherwise, um, I might uh, discuss. Uh, this is probably a little bit unusual, but uh, possibly what you guys will be facing uh during the campaign in the in in possibly the next episode so you are nah, getting don't, pretty... don't don't tell me no no i'm i'm kind of kind of putting it out there to not going to expand it too much but um that sort of leave, leave you hanging almost so you you are and... getting closer and closer to that monolith 
for the cave. We're at the, we, we just were, we just exited the cave. We were, we flew up and got out of the ravine and we're now in the biting cold of the, the long death. The long cold death. Yeah. 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 And I, and I reckon what it off. What, what'll happen is you'll come across uh, that there'll be a level of uh, familiarity that you'll notice in the in the next episode. Something that um, uh, you haven't seen in a while, but um, will uh, when once you get close to it, you'll go, ah, oh. um, something we haven't seen. Oh, I'll have to think about that one. Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but um, and. You, you probably it, it's ma- it's not as probably um, as it like the aha moment as as you've been mentioning, but it it's like the, you'll you'll come across something then uh, it might be difficult to resolve in in the uh, normal way. Bugger, you're you're a pain when it comes down to your damn puzzles. <laughs> I, I, I let uh, Riki and Jace and Amtar and, and Frankie figure that out because I'm just like, can't I just roll a knowledge check? I'm lost. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to have those knowledge checks rolled as well to provide hints. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's actually quite a tricky uh, sometimes to, to create a puzzle that is not too difficult but not too easy. Yeah. Just trying to find that right balance can be quite yeah, hard. Yeah, I... I think I remember the very first time I was doing a puzzle and I was just like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And then, uh, and they, the, the players were just not picking up on any of the clues. And then at one point, one player was like, can I like do like, uh, a, a knowledge check on when I, when I'm looking at this in order to see if I might know a little bit more. And I was just like, oh, skill challenge idea. Yeah. Okay. Right. Of course. Why not skill check something? And you know, you notice that this and this and this, and they're like, ah, that was the stuff that they weren't able to figure out, but it was enough of a clue then that they were able to then see what they'd been missing clearly. And that's where I was just like, oh yeah, using your skills, because you're playing intelligent, but you might not actually really be intelligent. Uh, so how do you play intelligence? And you're, well, you've got all of those skills, use skill checks. Yeah, it's, it's also hard to separate um, the knowledge of the uh player or the the oh. reasoning power of the player compared to the character yes for sure so for sure like if you're playing uh a bar a dumb barbarian for example but you are quite uh enjoy, you enjoy the puzzles you're sitting there going oh i know the answer yeah i can't say anything yeah, i know the answer can't but i can't anything. say anything and and that's and, and that's why i guess the beauty of die rolls and stuff like that and even when you're playing someone who's not intelligent this is my, my advice nowadays is yeah, let your dice your dice do the talking for you in in moments like that where you're like, um, I, I want to see if uh, I might have an answer, and clearly you do, and you want to volunteer it to help out the other players, but you know, do you do it? And or, or I mean, if you can think of a really interesting way to do it that doesn't uh, really put out that you're actually quite smart, or you just let the dice do the talking for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's in some ways, that's why I don't, I don't try and tank intelligence too much because yeah. I think I'd have great difficulty playing a, a character yeah. that doesn't, is it not at least um, above or like average intelligence. Yeah. Wisdom and intelligence, uh, you know, playing those, I, I, you know, someone has to be a really good actor in order to get that across. Otherwise, I mean, the dice can help. And I mean, yeah. that's a big part of what the game is, is using them. 
and and being creative on skills and I, that's why i like you know the kits and you know forgery kit if you've got proficiency in a forgery kit well what can you do well let's see if i can forge those documents to get us past that patrol why not that's right yeah yeah and um those i i rarely see forgery kits and disguise kits used uh in the games i play which is a shame because yeah or or get to use them myself because they, they um add a, a nice level of uh and a nice is, additional dimension to things. It, and this is one of the beauties of Fantasy Ground, I think, because in Fantasy Ground, you just add those kits to the skill tab, and if they are proficient in it because of their character or their background or whatever, their class or background, it, even if they're not, you would add it, but if they are skilled in it, you just put the, pro, the proficiency star beside it, and then it's there in their skill list, so they can they, it's easily seeable, so they don't have to look at their inventory. They're looking at their skills, and they're like, you know what, what if I use my brew skills here and, okay, I've got an hour, I'm going to try to brew up this and maybe I can use this to convince this other person later on. So something just off bonkers and, hey, maybe it works. And maybe it does. And um, and uh, also just um, going along the lines of, uh, you know, uh, as a DM, when, when they run that, definitely give them a chance. So that they don't have to auto-succeed, yeah. but... Um, yeah, D- definitely. If if they want to go down that path, uh, like sure. trying to jump on and ride a mammoth, give them the option. Yeah, it yeah. may not work, but um, it may not work exactly. You can it can be surprised exactly what happens. It player agency and it breeds to more creativity and imagination, which I think are all just great things for the story. Definitely, definitely. Yep, and it just means as a GM, it just means that we have to be. A little bit more um, willing to listen and not be so stringent and be like, ah, well, no. And I, I think often, uh, too, they'll they'll say, uh, players. We tend to say something like, "We're trying to catch the the GM off guard." And I've started getting in the habit, and I guess thanks to things like Critical Role or Matt Matt uh, Colville and some of the things they do, where I watch that and I'm just like, you know what? You're right. Maybe I do need to go and say look, I have this idea. I want to do this. And and that's what I did with the mammoth when I was saying, I want to try this. And it wasn't, I didn't want to be, okay, I'm going to try to catch the GM off guard and, and make this work. So I was, and I wanted you to be aware, this is my intention. And I want to have some roles to see if I can make this happen. And then if you know what we're doing, then, and then you could be better suited to be, to see, okay, well, can he succeed trying to do what he's trying to do? And, and I reckon you would have succeeded eventually. You were on there and you started to <laughs> rope it up. Uh, the problem that was, was that um, it was starting to run away. Yep, yep. And to be expected, because realistically, for me, just as being someone who's originally from a farm, uh, training any kind of wild animal, pff, you know, had to have some really crazy good roles for that to happen. Yeah. But I, think, I, I, I think, didn't expect it, but it was fun. I, I haven't mentioned this to Namta yet, but I think one of the things that... Um, was was missing was animal friendship like you can speak to the animals but you're not charming them at all that's right you're just talking to them um so they're they're going to be initially suspicious because you know animal instinct is such that it's fight or flight yeah and well you're you do you do something that i've never actually thought to do normally when i'm having uh, players communicate with animals i will uh, i tend to not talk to them i tend to tell them what the animal is if it's seeing and they have to interpret it ah okay yeah yeah whereas but I'm that's happy just how to, I do it 
yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, that's not a bad idea as well. Um, I, I think I've probably done it for <laughs> ease of use, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. I mean, everybody's got their own style and pff, sometimes it's just easier if you can say, uh, than trying to paint the scene. But that's why, like, there's some other, um, guys out there who, uh, like, uh, there's a, one of the players I know, Hagrid, he's creating up a bunch of, um, fantasy ground ready divination, um, like tarot deck type cards that you know if someone's trying to do any kind of divination thing as a gm you can just pull one of them up and it could be um showing a fey with something else and you and you're like this is what you see and it's even up to them <laughs> to interpret it as they like and oh, it's just that's, like that's nice oh it's i just you know it's beautiful right or, or yeah, maybe yeah. you you know if there's a lot of divination going then it becomes really handy where you can be look you know what i really like this one and i'll present this one to that this is what you see and there's something very clear and subtle that you want to bring up and maybe it becomes a recurring theme i don't know there's just so many tools um you know to create and foster that imagination and try to make those aha moments so it's fun yeah, i love it definitely i think um, at this point we might uh, wrap up for the night um so uh join us uh next friday um so in a couple of days time at 8 30 australian eastern standard time which is gmt plus 10 um for either the continuation of the the uh, campaign where the uh, party is traveling across uh, a frozen wasteland towards a dark monolith um, to who knows what they'll find inside or otherwise it'll be a uh, wacky one shot um, where I have yet to come up with the uh, ingredients for this one shot but um, maybe I'll look into the uh, votes that have already been uh, posted and uh, try and run it that way but uh, either or I think we'll have uh, fun on Friday Yep. I think we'll find out that uh, a little bit more about the squirrel Bindi. <laughs> Maybe not in a one shot. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll see everyone on Friday. Bye. Bye-bye.